Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second Take Podcast. Please! 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 I'm Alex. Oh, God. The Lord does indeed work in mysterious ways. I'm Zane C. Webber. I'm Sebastian, and I think you need a hug. I think we all need a hug after this movie. <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000 stars... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Dan Aykroyd. John Goodman, Frank Oz, B.B. King, Kathleen Freeman, J. Evan Bonifant, I think, Joe Morton, Junior Wells, Lonnie Brooks, Willie Hall, Nia Peoples, I think, <laughs> Victor Petschuk, Russian guy, Matt Murphy, Lou Lou Mar- Marini, Aretha Franklin, Donald Duck Dunn, Steve Cropper, Bones Malone, Alan Rubin, Murphy Dunn, Eddie Floyd, Wilson Pickett, John Popper, Sam Moore, <coughs> James Brown, Paul Schaffer, Erica Badu, or Badu, I don't know how you say that, Jeff Baxter, Gary U.S. Bonds, Eric Clapton, Clarence Clemens, Jack uh, Dijonet, Bo Diddley, John Battis, Isaac Hayes, I can't read my writing, Isaac Hayes, Isaac Hayes is this, Dr. John, Tommy McDonald, Charlie Massel White, Massel White, Massel White, look it up, Billy Preston, Lou Rawls, Joshua Redman, Coco Taylor, Travis Tritt, Jimmy Vaughan, Grover Washington Jr., Willie Weeks and Steve Winwood, directed by John Landis and written by John Landis and Dan Aykroyd. Welcome back from that lovely little tune that we had. Some say Alex is still reading credits to this very day. Yeah. Feels cool. like it. And he's talking. He can't be. Well, some say it. I didn't say they were right. They just say it. Yeah, you're right. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is wrong. Everyone ever. Um, so, whose idea was this movie again? Uh, you're welcome. Well, this this was you, was it? Yes. Okay. Good to know. Why? I believe I warned you when it was suggested that the first one's good. The second one harder to get through. Yes, and I knew this. I really wanted to do Blues Brothers. And Seb has a thing where if we're doing a franchise, we have, we, to, do we have to do all of them. of them. So that's why we picked this one, Sebastian. I have an itch that needs scratching, and that itch is completionism, and that scratch is reviewing all the movies. Oh, good. Gross. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Thanks for listening. You can catch us. <laughs> no, we're going to do the review. We're going to do the review? All yeah. right. So, Production. Dan Aykroyd. Had to lose 90 pounds. In kilos, that's a lot. About 50. 
I, I forty. It's, yeah, F forty. I mean, he, he he had stacked on a few, but who doesn't? Also, like also Goodman had lost a, a significant amount of weight yeah. for this movie. I have a real little fakie. Oh, oh, do you? Yeah. I actually oh. do for this time around. Okay, on the off chance that you re one of mine and. All right, this film is in the top 100 films banned by the Catholic Church. Mm. Yep, that sounds like a legit thing, doesn't it? And uh, both Dan Aykroyd and John Landis actually hated the script and thought it'd be a shitty movie. It's and the, still made it. It's <laughs> the second one. Second one's yeah. real or fake? Real. Yeah, it's painful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They actually put the name of when Dan Aykroyd is delivering his speech about why it's uh, why they shouldn't quit and list of all the people who, um, you know, are examples of why you shouldn't quit. He put in the name Robert K. Weiss and yeah. there was a line saying, who the heck's Robert K. Weiss? Robert K. Weiss is the studio executive who um, convinced him and Landis not <laughs> to walk away from the film. So is it a stab yeah. or just like a reference to the fact that he's the reason they're there? I think both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So certainly much more of a stab now. Yeah. Both <laughs> Goodman and Aykroyd, when they read the script, thought that it wasn't going to do well. Like it wasn't a great script. And I will say that this script is the script is the worst part of this film. Uh, um, do you have any more? Sorry, Alex. Now that I've ruined everything. Um. You know what? Nothing else really like stuck out to me. Yeah, so I wasn't gonna. Was well, I mean, they they beat their their car wrecking record. Oh, they wrecked one hundred and three cars in the original. Yeah, this time they wrecked one hundred and four. It good on them. Felt like the scene was so much smaller in this film, though. Yeah, which is yeah. why it's yeah. Yep. 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 Good on them. <sighs> yeah. Like if yeah. you had said it was the same amount of cars exactly, I'd be like, but no, half of them were missing. I mean, mm. they wrecked them for the film. Doesn't mean they were all shot. You know, like on oh, camera. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they cut some shit. <laughs> I guess. But I really felt like there was 103 cars blown up in the first movie. It did feel that way. Yeah. Like too many cars in the first movie, yeah. whereas this movie it felt like I think not enough. Because of money, like they would have wanted to have... You know, like, hey, we bought 103 cars to wreck on screen. We're going to shoot and have all of that in the movie. Mm. Whereas, like, they were banking on, like, the previous movie and they were like, oh. They did drop a boat, though. (laughs) They did wreck a boat. They did in uh, Hitler Hitler loving cars style falling again. Uh, So in in the scene where... where, where Aykroyd's in the police office trying to convince him to lend him $500. Uh, Joe Morton, cab, uh, mentions that the damage caused in the last movie was equal to $24 million, which was the budget for the last film. Right. Yeah. So, and to keep the cost down on this film, both Aykroyd and Goodman worked without pay. So they didn't get paid. Wow. Well, there is some justice in the world, I guess. (laughs) No, I like. I actually do like Goodman in this movie. I'm going to be going to be unfair. Yeah, I mean, but Acro going that pay felt a little bit justified. Well, yeah, the Blues Brothers, the actual band, has always just been like a passion project. 
It's about like actually showcasing these great blues musicians and like this movie would have been a great way to do it. Unfortunately, it was hijacked by the studio. They didn't have a lot of creative say. It They kind of stuck to the first movie in the wrong places and then diverged from it in the wrong places as well. Yeah. Uh, I just think that the, if they had been given more creative control, they would have done something a little more creative than what turned out to be a series of poorly shot music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Any more trivia? I was going to move on then. Aretha Franklin has precisely six chins. And I, I, <laughs> I don't know, but she had a lot of chins. Um, You're I not mean, wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. It was just very noticeable to me. Yeah, I was mentioning Mel Zodding before as well. Yeah, her weight gain was definitely quite noticeable during this mm. one. But, but I mean, she's she continued to get bigger as well. As well. Yeah. Mm. Like uh, Paul Schaefer, he was the guy speaking with a ridiculous French accent at the yeah. end. Uh, he was like, he, he inspired the original Blues Brothers band. Uh, but he couldn't appear in the first movie because of contractual reasons. He also fronted the band for like David Letterman's Late Show. Cool. Uh, for like 20 years or whatever. So he was doing that during this time. Uh, so yeah. he was on the keyboard. So he get, got a guest appearance in this one. Yeah. And I think that's what the majority of the people in this movie were not actors, but in fact musicians slash singers who don't really know what it takes to act and yeah. hold a scene. Uh, My God, Eric Clapton does not know how to act. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Like my, my big pick, I can't remember her name right now, but the the voodoo queen. Uh, Erica Badu. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's hard. When you were singing, you looked like you knew what you were doing. When you were talking, you were like, oh, and it's when hard she was to just watch. like dancing. Yeah. It was... All right. Why? Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move into our uh, movie babies. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm okay. quite proud of sure. mine. Yeah, Sister Act Two. Okay. <sighs> Chef. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you've seen Chef. I don't know if you've seen Chef. You should watch Chef, Alex. It would. I think you would really like I, it. I really think I'd. I, it's John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah, John Favreau, and he's kind of like. Taking a food truck through New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I think I would like that. I think you really yeah. would. And uh, Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, you're very different to me. But I had three as well. I didn't. I haven't listened back to our last episode, so yeah. there is a very good chance I've actually reused some because I look at them and I'm like, oh, these are these must be similar. But I had Field of Dreams, Wayne's World Two, and this is Spinal Tap. You definitely use this as Spinal Tap. Did I use Field of Dreams and Wayne's World 2, though? I don't think you used Wayne, Wayne's World 2. You might have used Wayne's World. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm happy with mine. Um, this is, yeah, a bit, bit last week for me as well. Because <laughs> it, it reminds me of, you know, when you've like, you're on YouTube and you watch a video and then you click on something. Say, for example, you're watching a a compilation of, like, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Sure. And then you click on the next one, but then you see all of the same different parts because someone else has compiled all of the same, like, jokes, but, like, in a different order. Sure. Yeah, it's like that mixed with Blues Brothers and Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. (laughs) (laughs) 
You okay? Yeah. All right. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tweet synopsis? Yeah. Zane, you go first. I've got a doozy. Uh, okay. Blues Brothers 2000. Two years early, forever, watch Blues Brothers 1. Hashtag. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Not my, <laughs> hashtag not my Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had not John Goodman enough. Uh, this film hurt my mind and soul and my eyes. My ears, though, yeah, they're pretty okay. Uh, Jake is out. Mac, Buster, and Cab are in. Hashtag same story. Yeah. But that's the thing. It wasn't the same story. Similar. It was, it was, but it was. a worse story. Yeah. It's like it, they tried to have the same story, but they were missing these two characters. So they on, had to put. He's other on a mission from there. God. He's got to get the band back together to what play a show from at God, the end. Though? There isn't a mission from God. He's just, been, he's just given is, a kid. It's, it's to get cab into the band so that they can play the show at the but end. But if it was presented as a mission from God, it wasn't a mission from God. They didn't have a mission. He just wanted to get the band back together, which is in my opinion one of the weaknesses of the film because they didn't, it didn't have a driving force. It was just, he was yeah. out of prison and then it was just kind of like it, it was literally oh, I guess I'm going to get the band back together but I'll need a car I, go, I guess I'll go see the sister slash mother and then it's just a whole bunch of like wishy washy. What am I gonna do? Shitty motivations for everyone, sort of. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Whereas in the yeah. last one, it it was literally, this is what we're doing. This is what the situation is. We've got a mission from God. Bam, 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 bam. Music yeah. along the way. Success. Back back where we started in prison. Yeah. This time, it just got a lot like mixed up with a whole bunch of stuff that didn't work. Yeah. Like um, if they had listed that, you know, maybe fantasy or you know, supernatural. Yeah, um, I on, agree. Yeah. If they had lent more into the magical realism because yeah. we had voodoo, we had this miracle, we had them driving a car under a river with no explanation at all. We had and, them playing a song, then it started... Like the clouds start rolling in, yep, and uh, go, ghost riders in the sky, yeah, yeah. Just, like yeah, okay. They have magical powers, or someone else, like a higher power, is listening to them and doing what they want. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Remember last movie? Okay, I think I may have said it was kind of like Looney Tunes. Like every time that they would try, they, they um, the hit woman was trying to oh, kill yeah. them. Yeah. And they, their survival was just ridiculous. They're in the phone booth, they explode, they blast in the sky, and they land on the ground, and they're fine. It's like they took that one element in that film, which is literally just the hilarious that you know, yeah. on them, and put it everywhere. That's so what it the is studio ran away with, but they yeah. really shouldn't have. Yeah, I, I honestly but think like, that is one direction that would have saved this film if it was like if they had done it better. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, but even if it was framed in some sort of acceptable way. Yeah. So like, yes, they've been blessed by this demon of blues, and they need to get to. His wife, this voodoo priestess in in New Orleans, and she will bless the band with uh, success or whatever. Just something to frame the narrative rather than just one wacky thing happening after the other. Like something to drive the narrative forward. Uh, I think that's what was missing because you could literally just skip from song to song and not really miss 
much. The story. Like literally, I watched this movie for the very first time for this review, and I watched it at Zane. At, sorry, with Zane at his house, and literally, I would walk away for a scene, go to the bathroom, you know, whatever, come back. And nothing was changed. There was one moment where I had to ask what had happened and it was literally how two characters got in their suits because they weren't wearing suits the scene before. That was the only progressive step that I had missed and didn't understand. Everything else was like, oh, cool. They're still on the road. They're still on the road. They're still on the road. Okay, the band's now. Now they're still on the road. They're still on the road. It's on the road, stop, sing a song, on the road, stop, sing a song over and over and over again. Like literally, I would miss 10 minutes, come back and nothing changed. But it's also like, how can we introduce this specific song that this one specific person wants to sing. What situation do we need to put them in that they can then sing this song? Yeah. Let's put um, them in a Mercedes dealership where they have to... Or a sex me. hotline. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <clears throat> it's... It's stretches. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, unfortunate. You shouldn't be able to miss 10 minutes of a movie and understand what happened, right? When you get back... The movie should be doing things with that 10 minutes. Otherwise, if well, nothing happened in 10 minutes... You, sh- you shouldn't be able to miss 10 minutes of plot, yes. not 10 minutes of a song. Yeah. You can cut the song out and hopefully there's still a movie there that's interesting. Yeah. In this one, it's not so yeah, much, not though. So much. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the like the caliber of the movie, though. Like, yeah. This is very like, hey, let's have a bunch of blues people in a movie. Okay. Yeah. So, like, but I feel like if I walked for, out for 10 minutes of Spice World and came back, I would still not know what was going on because at least the story, as ridiculous as it was, did something with those 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything about that movie for yeah, the story. Yeah, I think you're giving Spice World a little bit too much credit as well. It also suffers from this problem. Oh, the yeah, plot is years. really wishy-washy. <laughs> um, but bus, yeah. It's, it's like a TARDIS bus, though. Right. So we've... Those are the things we don't like. Is there anything we do like? I... Um, I uh, <laughs> some of the music was fun. Uh, I like a lot of the me. music. A lot of the music was great. The, not, there was too much of it. I'm not gonna lie. I it it might just be like how many times I watched Blues Brothers, the original, like growing up and everything. But the music in Blues Brothers was like in a on a different level. I felt. Like there were some really good names, like I think Belushi's a better King singer. And as well. yeah, like uh, I don't know. It just like any every time the Blues Brothers got up there, the songs weren't as you know like everybody needs somebody to love. Yeah, level. yeah. Like it, they it never just, got it, to have like their bring the house down moment. Yeah, the closest they got was at the end, and the and the band that went on before them had more time, did a better job of what the Blues Brothers were known for and the end. At each of the gigs that they did, they only did one song and it wasn't like their songs. But, and that being said, a lot of the acts that came through, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the poor guy that gets driven away from. He's like, I've got a band, I've been listening to you for years, can you come watch? And then he sings a song while they're driving away. That's one of my favourite songs in the show. Yeah. Also the one at the sex hotline. Like there's a lot of great songs, but again, they Mm. they didn't tie in and they weren't as charismatic as they were before. Even Aretha is just put in there to be Aretha. Like that's Aretha's biggest hit, put in the show so she can sing it. She's literally like, you're not going. And then when she sings a song, she says like, okay, if you really want to go, you can go. It's like... <laughs> yeah, what was the point of that? Yeah. 
Like, at least she had, like, some sass in the first movie. Yeah. You know, like, don't you walk out on me, Murph. You know, and then he walks out. I think that's a lot what's missing from this movie. There's no sass. At all. Like, because Elwood is an inherently sassy person, whereas Jake was. Mm. And I think you add in Mac, who is just a really nice guy, you're missing that kind of edge. And Buster, who's... Just a kid. Just a kid. Just a kid. Yeah. He's all right as a kid actor. I mean, he can dance. What actor did you actually get the sense want like seem like they wanted to be there during the film? Like, is there um, anyone who brought energy to you that apart, apart from some of the singers doing their actual performances? Joe Joe Morton. Joe Morton was really good. Which one was, was Joe great. Morton? Cab. He was the, cab. He was the cop. The cop. Oh who, yeah, okay, the that's cop true. Turned blue brother. Yeah, yeah towards the blue end. brother. And like a lot of the performers, like I think Paul Schaefer was having a lot of fun, even though he wasn't great. Um, I have, I, I have a problem with that audition song <laughs> because it was the Blues Brothers audition to be in the Battle of the Bands, which, and then there was only other one other band. There was only one other band, but she she literally she doesn't let them do a song to audition. She tells them what song they're going and to then do, sings. and then. <laughs> Zombifies them and then sings and then Schaefer gets on the the keyboard. It's yeah. it's not a Blues Brothers audition. It's, no, <laughs> it, and it's not really a Battle of the Bands. It, when if they didn't get in, there would the, just be a band yeah, like a Battle of the Battle Band. Come listen it's to a like band. Mortal Kombat. The person at the top of the ladder is just waiting for a challenger to approach. But also, also that band is comprised of maybe twelve of the biggest blues performers in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as opposed to good luck, <laughs> the Blues Brothers, who is also composed of twelve of the best blues performers in the entire world. They're just not solo artists. Yeah. Well, is that the good? Is everyone done with the good? That, that was. <laughs> We've was, only spoken about yeah. the good parts of the music. I think yeah. Joe Mor- yeah. I think Joe Morton did really well. I think he was fun to look at. Wasn't given much to work with, Not but all. really did a good job. And like you said, Goodman, I think he pulled his weight. Yeah, Goodman's fine. Um, Again, not given much to work with. And not his usual kind of character, that kind no. of humble, nice guy. Uh, he's usually more of the kind of everyman mm. sort of gruff persona. He's yeah. always puncher. Um, from MG Groove, right? He's always that punch, I always sort of think happy of him character. As the dad from Roseanne. As... Oh, I haven't watched it in years. Is he happy in that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I more often than not see him as his character from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like, <laughs> like years. The big, like, you know, overpowering sort of. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're going Hulk to do it my way. way. <laughs> but yeah. that's just me. So that's the good, right? That Well, yeah, there wasn't. Oh, oh I well, actually know. Speaking of Buster. Do you know who almost got got that role? Macaulay. Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin was almost cast in that. Yeah, that would not have been as good, I don't think. Also, he, wouldn't he be almost too old? Right? Yeah. Like, I know, I hate the, that the, kid, so I'm happy with that change. I mean... I didn't like the kid in this movie. The kid was a kid. Like, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's a kid that I think I've as seen as a child though. actor, I think I mean, he did pretty well. Yeah. And I think yeah. he was cast on his ability to sing and dance. Ugh. Yeah. I mean... Ugh. He looked ridiculous in a suit, and it's not his fault. Kids kid. look ridiculous in suits because they're adult clothes. We, we came to a wedding last night, and there were how many kids in suits, Alex? Like twelve. I and don't know. They were all adorable. 
Especially that tiny one. I'm pretty sure if that kid showed up at that wedding in that suit, you'd go, oh, that's adorable. No, I, I just but like Because hats. he's surrounded by guys in suits. It's weird. <laughs> he looks weird. Yeah. Yeah, pile into this car with 12 other men. <laughs> I do think actually putting the kid in the story was a mistake, though. There's no reason for him to be there. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, the penguin needs to be there. But even so, she's like she's running a hospital now, and it's just like this kid had been handed to her by the state. So, and she didn't know that Elwood was going to show up that day. So it was just kind of like maybe you could spend a couple of hours with, like it's just a random addition. Yep. <laughs> which made as much sense as the rest of the plot, but yeah. but which is more infuriating because well, Russian Elwood. mafia, Our uh, hospital is Confederate <laughs> militia. Yeah. Uh, like these things, pick one. Pick one thing. Yeah. Confederate militia. Yeah, that would have made yeah. a lot more sense. Oh, the Russian mob, yeah. Well, one of them, either one. But the kid, oh, I just... Kids in movies. Yeah, it feels like it should be 50-50 odds, but it always ends up being like 80-20, whether it'll be good or not. And this was, a, this was the 80 for me. Like, I just didn't enjoy it. And the fact that it was more necessary pissed me off even more. Yeah, he didn't need yeah. to be there, but I don't have a problem with him as a as a performer. I think oh, I'm not trying to be a fine. dick because he obviously is at the time of this a child. It's just more minimize more issue with the script. I think he did a better job than what Macaulay could have. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. Oh, guys, he's Kieran Culkin's brother. Be nice. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin had his day. Yeah, like Every he was a superstar. Dog yeah. has his day. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Or do you guys want to move um, on? Like, I don't want to rush this along, but this feels like a pretty open shot case to me. Yeah. yeah. Like beating I the dead really horse of like this review music. is what this movie did to the franchise. And Alex, if you want me to, I have a pretty solid idea on how to make this a better movie. Oh, okay. Done. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to move on to recommendations then? I think so. Sure. I'm going to give it a yes. As in like, yes, you should never go see this film. Gotcha's <laughs> good. Um, Did you? We both looked at you like, you're not giving this a yes. No, I'm, not, I'm definitely not giving this a yes. Although, okay, I don't know, we didn't mention there's a damning note to this film. Not only is it kind of lost in plot, staggers around like it doesn't know what it's doing, but it also goes for two fucking hours, which is unacceptable when nothing is happening for two hours. So this gets my huge no. Maybe I'd look into the soundtrack one day, maybe, but honestly, like Alex said, I agree. I think the soundtrack on the first one, while smaller, was better. So... I can't even. I can't even say this functions better as a soundtrack. I can't. Like it's. I no. will say the music does take probably about two thirds of that time. Yeah. So and the rest is gags that don't quite land. Yeah. So it's a big, it's, big old no from me. But honestly, if I was high, it might be enjoyable. <laughs> I think this is a fine party movie. Yeah. Just because of the amount of music in it. And the style of comedy, like it's a very silent comedy. You don't need to hear the words that they're saying to really... If you're going to find it funny, you'll find it funny by looking at it, not by listening to it. That being said, I was dreading watching this again. Um, I have all the music on my iPod. I listen to it regularly. I'm a big fan of all the music and all the artists in this film, but I'm not a fan of the film. It, this this is a this is a classic case of studio just not being in touch with what a movie is about, yeah, and really pushing it in the wrong direction. If ever there was a case for artists being given leeway to do what they want to do, 
the original Blues Brothers is exactly that movie. You don't know why it's funny and engaging, but it is. This one is the exact opposite yep. and it really infuriates me. Well, was it the first one, I didn't even love it, but it gave me a little bit of goodwill. Yeah. Like this movie, it just, it wasn't offensive, but I, it gave me no reason to ever want to love it. Yeah. And that's really painful. Yeah, there was nothing to latch on to. Mm. What about you, Alex? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah, just it, if you want to listen to the music, um, some of the songs are good and some are better than others. Um, I I would say, like, listen to the originals, though, like for a lot of these. Like Aretha Franklin's Respect. Yeah. Definitely better not in the film, you know? Like, the, so examples like that. So, yeah, you, you'll be fine to, you know. If you're looking... For the names of blues musicians that you should research and get their music, this yes, movie is yeah. full of them. Goldmine. But uh, as as yeah. far as it goes for actual demonstration of their best work, I don't just think yeah. it counts. Put it down. Alex? Hello. You got to fix this shit. Not yeah. their review, I mean the movie that we watched. I'm passing this one to Zane. Zane had opinions on how to fix it. Oh, I thought you were going to give him opinions. No, to I'm going to oh, do it. No. Well, that's great of him, isn't that? I want you to do this in the style of a true, like, real magic, like, fantasy sort of supernatural. Good. I'm glad. Don't mess this up, Seb, because I have a, almost a perfect idea for this movie. It incorporates what Alex wants easily. Okay. Don't mess it up for me, Seb. Can we replace the role of the child with a talking and singing goldfish in a bowl. Can we make it a dog instead of a goldfish? Can he wear a bowl in his head like a space helmet? Yes. Done. All right. That's how you negotiate, guys. You pick the one thing you want, the bowl, and you push forward for the bowl. (laughs) Who knows why he wants the bowl? He just does. Terrible acoustics for a singing animal to have on. Well, of course it'll be dubbed over, so you won't get the acoustics from inside the bowl. But we know that's terrible. Okay, so... New format for this movie. It's a mockumentary. And it's about Elwood getting out of prison, getting the band back together. So we don't have to follow him every step of the way. We just talk to the people as they come up. We splice in between their opinions. They're telling amusing stories about what happens. These crazy things just keep happening around Elwood and this mission that he's got from uh, the mother or the penguin. And so these this magical things keep happening. So it's like he gets this dog and the dog starts talking, but only to people who are drunk. And so everyone who is at their gigs can can hear him talk because they're all wasted all the time and the story pretty much stays the same like they get they run in, they have a run in with the russian mafia and they have to kind of negotiate that they have a run in with these confederate militias um and they and they basically make it a whole bunch better he meets his long-lost pseudo-brother in cab and he's a cop and they don't get along at first, but at the end of the movie, he's part of the band. And I think that is a lot more digestible and you can insert parts of concerts and gigs that they do in a much more digestible way. Much more organic as well, like going yeah. to actual see these performers live rather yeah. than just have them... And yeah, so like you that. can you can frame the crazy things that are happening, like him driving through a river in his old car, mm. 
without having to see him, everyone one of the windows and just wordlessly doing it. And it's kind of like, what's happening here? I don't understand. Yeah. Have someone else say that, like... I don't know how it could have happened, but I saw him enter the river one side and come out the other. I don't know what happened underneath. Yep. It just happened. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a much easier way to make a joke about what of, of, of this bizarre situations that just seem to follow Elwood around than what we got here. Yeah. Are, are you happy that I included all of your... <laughs> I'm happy. Good. Totally on board. And I think getting the Blues Brothers band back together is a great concept for a for a docu slash mockumentary because there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of like actual real people that are in this that can appear as themselves or as a character if they want to, mm. and you can decide that on their actual acting chops rather than forcing singers. And or just musicians, not even singers, who aren't used to like talking to people to the front of the camera to kind of be a character. So yeah, I think that would solve a lot of the problems. I genuinely agree, and I would watch that movie if they made it now. If they yes. made uh, Blues Brothers twenty twenty, and it was in that style. Yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. Hollywood, Ackroyd, please, I want Listen to work to with you. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, is that's that, it. I think that it. We sure gave it a take. You should even a second take. Definitely start looking at the Christmas poll that we're oh, going to put up soon. Right? Yeah. I, when does this come out? If it's it had better be up by now. <laughs> yep. It'd probably almost be finished by now. There'll be a link to the poll in our show notes. If not, there'll be a pin post in our Facebook page for a few weeks. By now, you've already seen it, but jump on in, guys. Have a have a crack at the vote, and we'll see what we're reviewing. Now it doesn't have to be a really Christmassy movie. It just has to be a movie that has Christmas in it, yeah. or like Die Hard, or not, or Gremlins, yeah, it's or fun. Nightmare Before Christmas. What did we do last time? We did Rise of the Rise Guardians. Of Guardians last yeah. time. That was a fun one. So we won't do that one again. Yeah, I'm not trying to put things in your mouth, but if you pick a movie we're going to love, it's just going to be a short review because. Praise doesn't go for miles. Maybe that's yeah. what you want because this episode will literally be coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a long episode that you can help digest your huge Christmas lunch to. Or if you want to make us work very little for an episode we all know no one's going to listen to on Christmas Day, yeah, that's your call too. You, you know what? I'm going to listen to it on Christmas Day. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to be in a food coma. I'm probably going to be... In a drunken coma? In a tunnel. Um, in a tongue? A tunnel. Oh. The whole day. But why? Are you digging it yourself? Oh, I imagine I will just be in a tunnel. Okay. All right. Well, well Alex is predicting go. the apocalypse. Or... I would have said bunker if the apocalypse was coming up. But um, where are you going to get a bunker tunnel. from, Alex? Just Tunnels head to the nearest tunnel, easier. collapse both ends. <laughs> <laughs> Bunkers normally have exits, though. I'm going to say that now. <laughs> Do they? Yes. Do they though? Or remember that movie Ryan Reynolds was in called um, Trapped or whatever it was? Buried. Buried? Yeah. Was Don't he, was he in a personal movie. bunker or was he trapped in an outside sealed coffin? That was, a, that was a coffin. He was buried. Yeah, so you don't want to collapse a tunnel with no exits. Don't think that's the same thing. But anyway. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook. They put it, someone else put him in a coffin and buried him. He didn't 
dig a tunnel and then collapse the eggs. But if I put myself in a coffin and then shot the shot like the sides of a, a hole and had it all collapse over me, I wouldn't be like, yeah, yes, my bunker is complete. I'd be like, oh no, I'm buried alive. I don't know if you would. I'm literally buried alive. Not right now. If I'm in a box, you're figuratively, literally, I'll be yes, buried, buried alive. alive. Yeah. Sure. Have we stopped recording yet? Oh, good. Okay. No, we have not. Oh, goodbye, I'm still everyone. Recording. Oh. Love you. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us, because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash secondtake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there was a, quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any movies unless we're reviewing them. (laughs) And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.